growing your portfolio even after financial institutions told you you don't qualify. I'm Mel Dupree and I bought 240 units using none of my own money and without joint venture partners. Hello and welcome to the Investimel Woman of Action Show. My guest today is Tara Fegan and I'll be discussing with her how to oversee property managers so you can be a passive investor. I'll also be discussing how to keep moving forward when everything goes wrong on a deal and how to keep growing your portfolio after financial institution says you no longer qualify. Let's get started. Tara Fegan, welcome to the Woman of Action Show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. We were talking off air. This is your first time doing a podcast. Are you a little nervous today? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's a little different to be in front of a camera. It is. It is. I still get nervous and I've been doing things for, for years now, but that's okay. We're getting out of our comfort zone today. So, um, so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, I bought my first duplex actually back in uh, 2012. So I was 25 years old at the time. Um, and it was kind of one of those things my uncle was selling or thinking of selling and I was looking at buying a house just for myself and we kind of talked back and forth and he's like, yeah, why don't you take this? And I was like, okay. And I, you know, went to the mortgage broker to find out what I could get and they laughed at me. Um, That's a great first step to real estate, eh? If they, if they laugh at you on, on the first step, try to acquisition. Single. Um, you know, I made like 35,000 a year. I didn't, you know, there was nothing. And I had RSPs, but barely anything. Um, so I talked to another broker who said, if you can, you know, borrow a little bit more and put a little bit more money down, we can make something happen. Mm-hmm. And so that interaction, I ended up with a bank out of Alberta um, who, you know, approved me with that income. And then on the day of closing, the lawyer said, oh, the bank shorted us three grand. Um, go find it and bring it to us today before four if you want us to close. So I called up, you know, my mom and freaked out and she helped me out. Thank goodness. But, you know, I, I got it. I got the house, but, but everything that could have gone wrong felt like it did. Wow. OK, so the first uh, from 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 more or less getting left laughed at at the very last minute, letting you know that you need more yeah. funds. Wow, I could just imagine the panic mode uh, that, that you were in. Mom, help! Yeah, mom, help. Um, yeah. Okay. But you didn't stop, so... No, so, you know, um, being new to all of it, never having anything before, um, you know, I had tenants in the basement and I decided to move upstairs and I rented out the other bedrooms because, again, I was on my own, so a version of house hack, which I didn't know was a thing back then, right? I just did what I needed to. Um, And then I, you know, started looking, okay, how do I do this again? And, um, you know, I was looking around and everything in my area had gone up double in price. So there was no way I was getting something else with still my income being the same. And and sorry, Tara, what's your area? Uh, Guelph, Guelph, Ontario. Um, so, you know, by then things had already kind of gone up in the market and I was looking around going, there's no way I can afford something else. I didn't even know property management was a thing for small landlords. So in 2017, I bought a fourplex in Chatham, Ontario, um, because that was affordable. 
and you know, put property management in place and was able to now have these two properties um, instead of just the one. And then after that, I bought my own primary residence. So then I now had three properties. Nice. Um, all within, you know, a short period of time. But again, I, I hit that same roadblock. After that one, they went, no more. You know, there's, there's no more. You can't qualify for more. Stop looking. Um, and then that's when I found you guys. And I went, there's, cause there's gotta be another way. I see people all the time. They've got, you know, 10, 20 properties. And it's like, how do you do this? Right. Um, so then I connected with uh, one of the brokers that you guys recommended. That's basically how it launched. And then in uh, 29 or 2021, I bought a sixplex in New Brunswick. And then at the beginning of 2022, I also bought another sixplex in New Brunswick. So, okay. So you've been, uh, so you got through that roadblock and and that's so common. I hear that all the time that, um, okay, they're able to, uh, people are able to grow their portfolio on their own and which is fantastic, but then they either run out of money or the financial institutions are are saying no. And, and if that's the case, you're hearing that there's definitely ways around it. Um, most of the time, because with creative financing, you're able to to do a lot of uh, different things as well. Now for, so it's a total of, well, how many units now are you up to t- total? Oh, including your class one? 18 units across four buildings in two provinces. Nice, okay. And is there a province that you prefer investing in? Um, also, I, I like New Brunswick um, more because it's it's a little landlord friendlier, um, just on their rules and, and regulations and stuff. Um, but Ontario really hasn't treated me too badly either. So I'm pretty good with, with both. Well, as long as you have your calculations determined ahead of time, right? Knowing that, okay, well, eviction process may be a little, little longer if you need to, yeah. to go down that road and, and all of that. As long as it's part of your calculations, you can still definitely cash flow in Ontario. Many of our students, of course, um, including yeah. your, you know, yourself have, have properties here. Um, okay, so that's fantastic. Now, how did you raise the funds? Were you just refinancing your your previous properties? Did you tackle yeah, the creative so, financing? So far, I've managed to um, fund most of my properties through myself and my mother. So my nice. my father actually passed away in 2016. Um, and so after, after that happened, she kind of had, you know, a bit of money to, to play with and didn't really need it. Everything else that for her was, was taken care of. And I said, well, you know, we bought this fourplex. Why don't we try more? And she went, okay. Um, so we tried a couple of flips. Um, we seem to break even on those. We just never really seem to get that off running. So right. we, uh, we decided to just continue with what we were doing and buy and hold rentals. Okay. Buy and hold. Yeah. I love the buy and hold strategy. So that way, um, it continues to to increase over time, of course, because real estate always increases over time value. What what got you started? What were your what was your real why of wanting to do this? Because you started to say you were 25 when you started, which is fairly young to, to get into real estate, which is amazing. Definitely not too young. Um, you can definitely do this in, in your early 20s. But what was that driving force of, of not only doing it back then, but continuing to do it even after your first experience wasn't fully positive. And it sounds like me, my first experience was oh, it was awful. I had to sell the place, um, <laughs> but it didn't stop there, right? So, so yeah, what's that why that gave that so, kept you driven? I'm a numbers person. So the math, when every time you looked at it, the math just always made sense, right? So that Guelph property, I bought for 250,000. 
10 years ago. It's oh. now, you know, worth 800 to 900,000. And I didn't do anything. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> right? So just knowing that it changes that quickly um, and continues to change historically, you know, um, I'm in it for the long haul. So this is, you know, the retirement plan 20 years from now. I can still work my day job and, and be happy with everything else. And I've got retirement completely taken care of. Wow. And that's the power of investing. And now that you understand creative financing and leveraging and, and all of that as well, is that you can do that at a way faster pace than, than you could on your own. Because now if you have five properties that are going to make you that much money uh, moving forward or 10 or 20, that's just the power of that compound effect of, uh, of real estate. Yeah, so I've been able to um, actually help a girlfriend of mine purchase two properties as well. So she bought a year after I did in Chatham um, and we used 100% OPM for that. You know, they got their return and we refinanced the bank and paid them all back. And then um, just this year, she bought a duplex out in New Brunswick because she kind of follows me where I go. But, um, you know, it, it works out. And now, you know, she's in her 50s and she had no retirement savings or anything. And now she's, you know, she's going to be set as well. In 10 years, she can retire without too much worry. Wow. It's life-changing, isn't it? Yes, it really yeah. is. I wish yeah. more people knew. And why, why do you think? What do you think? So somebody's brand new. They just happened to, to click on, on this video, hearing us for the first time. And they're thinking, okay, well, I don't know anything about real estate. I don't know anything about uh, getting into this. I think I see the value in it because I keep hearing real estate is the way to create wealth. Like how, what would be, what would you say to them to, to kind of help them through this roadblock of, you know, you want to help people? Well, uh, what would you tell them? I, I tell them that everything they've learned is wrong. You know, we're taught to fear debt and we're taught to, to, to fear and, and not to risk, oh, you gotta be safe, you gotta be like, you know, protective and everything. And, you know, without some risk, you, you don't get anywhere. So everything that, you know, you, you've known and been ingrained in you your whole life, it's wrong. Now, were you brought up the same as, as most of us thinking that is, that is bad, pay off your mortgage, never borrow money, all those kind of things as well? My, my dad was a small business owner, so he, you know, he worked 10, 20 hour days sometimes, depending on what was going on. And there was often, you know, just barely enough going around and it, it didn't seem to matter how hard you work, it never paid off. So, I mean, yeah, raised, you know, debt, scary. My dad bought used cars because there was no sense on, on paying for something, right? It was all about the payments. Couldn't afford the payments, don't do it. Um, fear is huge. Fear is the number one reason why people don't do this, right? They, they think it's easier to just focus on, I'm just going to stay where I am because this fear, or at least I believe that this fear is going to, there's too much risk involved. And, and what the reality is, is if you actually took the real time and really, and if you're there right now, I challenge you to do the same. Um, to your listeners, if you're there right now where you're thinking, okay, I want to get into it, but I have this fear. What if something goes wrong? What if I, um, you know, I can't succeed? What if it, all those kind of, that, that little voice that's going to keep saying, yeah. oh, what about the flip side? What if you don't have enough for your retirement? What if you lose your job that is out of your control? What if you're doing something, if your goal is to 
maybe retire early. What if you look back someday and you you didn't do this and, and you look back saying, I wish, I mean, if you, and that's a, the perspective I try to always have in, in my life is doing whether it's activities or, or businesses and, and Hey, I've had some failed businesses and I've had some amazing businesses and that's okay. Cause I you know, truly didn't fail. Cause I learned from them and I'm able to be better and better at them. Right. So, um, and as long as you have that kind of mindset and, and realize that I'm pretty sure that when I, my, I'm in my last few hours, I'll never regret a decision of, of taking action and going after a dream. I might regret something I didn't do, um, yeah. but you don't regret something that you really wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, where are you at now in your journey? Like what, what's next for you? You've been doing some great things or you're back into the buying mode now, um, which is amazing. Um, what's next for you? Yeah, so um, because of my experiences over the years with um, mortgages and, and all of that. I actually decided to take the um, mortgage exam, um, oh, and nice. I'm I'm currently doing some training and stuff to uh, to become a mortgage broker myself, so that I can help other people do the same thing that I've done. Oh, that's fantastic! That's great. So you're you're uh, and is this your goal to maybe leave your job down the road or just kind of do it on the side? So right now I'm doing it on the side, and yeah, the goal is to uh, to have it become my replacement. So let's head right into the uh, questions of action for you. Um, we have three questions. So first question, what advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, I would have told myself to, to not be afraid um, and to not listen to the naysayers. Um, there were so many people, oh, it's, it's horrible, it's horrible, being a landlord's horrible. Really not. When it, when it boils it down, it it's, can be really great. Um, so I wish I hadn't listened as much to to those people. Okay, and and I love that. And and I want to talk about it earlier, and I forgot, but I want to touch just very quickly before we head to the second question here on the property management piece, yeah. because you did talk about that, and you did that fairly on in, in your in your career in your real estate career where you you decide to outsource it. How difficult was it to let it go? Like for me, it was extremely difficult. I wanted to make sure that everything was in control, the control piece. I wanted to make sure everything was in control, that I would oversee it, that I only get those perfect tenants. And, and yeah. letting it go was really, really difficult uh, for me, but I knew I had to do it if I wanted to continue to grow. Correct. So how did you, cause you got there way faster than I did. So kudos to you, but how did you decide to do that? Um, also the, the buying Chatham property kind of forced my hand because I was it's two and a half hours away I can't drive down for every little thing so that forced my hand to start with property management and then when it started going so well down there like I was everything was was going really easily I decided to put it in in Guelph as well and what I love about it is I don't have to deal with anything other than major maintenance I don't get calls because the dishwasher doesn't work or I don't get calls because the toilet's leaking or tenants late with rent, right? Like somebody else is doing all of that. So I can just sit back, continue to do my day to day and it's running in the background. For me, that's, that was a no brainer. The stress of dealing with the day to day stuff was sometimes eating me alive. Right. Um, so. Well, it takes away from being a landlord to being an investor. You can focus yeah. only on this portion. And if it's something you love, and I honestly, I loved it at first. I truly, truly loved being a landlord and meeting tenants. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it until it got to a point where I no longer did. And, and that's when I knew that I had to change something. Um, and that's important. Any tips for, for our listeners about 
um, you know, how you, you're dealing with your property management companies or any little advice on, on, on that that you'd like to share? Just regular check-ins. Like we still do the odd little drive-bys. Um, we've got a neighbor um, in some of the other areas that have our numbers so they can call us if, you know, the grass is getting a little long or junk starts to pile up outside, um, you know, cause just even though you've got the property management, it's still good to have at least a little bit of a backup to someone else watching your place. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Perfect. And thank you for sharing that um, with us. So question number two, what's your number one tip you would give to someone who wants to get started in real estate? Jump in, do it. Just do it. You learn I love so that. more after your first initial thing. And it's hard. It's hard to get in. But once you're in, easy after that. It's that do it yeah. step right and and it's so true and i'm going to relate a story here my my daughter is is learning to drive right now and every time it's like all right get in car you know you're driving it's like oh do i have to like yes because every hour or every 15 minutes you get behind the wheel and you and you get more and more confident and at first she didn't want to do that uh you know i had to push her to get outside of her comfort zone and now you know, it's getting to the point where it's, she's asking all the time, hey, can I drive, right? It's, it's that yeah. comfort level, but just have to jump in, get uncomfortable, get a little sweaty, and then go in it with a mindset that you're going to figure it out. Like uh, failing is not an option for me ever, never will be. I'm sure that's the same for you, Tara, as well. Um, that, yeah, even during roadblocks, you found a way to find solutions. Yeah. Yeah, everything is figure outable. Awesome. Now, I'm sure uh, some people are going to want to reach out to you, Tara. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, so, I mean, for the most part right now, um, it's just Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. Awesome. Uh, they're just under my name. So, Any any other tips or anything else you wanted to, to share with, uh, with the audience today? Um, no, it's just get started. Do something. It's, it's amazing what happens when you just start moving forward. Well, and that's the thing I see all the time. People keep talking about it and wanting to do it. And I'm going to do it right after summer. I'm going to do it right after I'm done this. I'm going to do it as soon as I have you know, an extra X amount of money. I'm going to do it as soon as, as soon as, as soon as. And then later it becomes never. And exactly for the reason that you mentioned earlier, but that huge appreciation that you got in a matter of, of years. Well, that's going to happen again another 10 years from now. Let's make that you know, 10, 20 properties. So that way you get a huge growth as well, which is, which is super powerful. Well, Tara, thank you so much for being on the Woman of Action show. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye for now. Tara, thank you so much for being on my show. I love how you were very transparent about being stuck in financial institutions saying no more, because this is a very, very common roadblock for many of our listeners. And if you happen to be one of those listeners, then know that there's a way out. And if you want some help throughout this entire process, we've been able to help hundreds of students as well. Just check out the description and go to www.iamreadytoinvest.com. You can speak with one of my team members and they'll be able to let you know how we can help. And if you want to keep learning from amazing women of action, make sure to check out this next video. I'm Investor Mel and I'll see you there.